Welcome to Rest and Awaken Podcast. Only able to access those things because she has money. Yeah. Accessibility therapy just makes me absolutely, the whole system makes me absolutely insane. Um, Join us with Dr. Colleen and Dr. Natalie. You were thinking about something I had written in a newsletter? Yes. Let's put more energy or thought into, are we creating anti-racist outcomes? Get ready for thought-provoking conversations about real-life experiences that will empower you to explore different perspectives and live life to the fullest, right here on Rest and Awaken Podcast. Hello. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Rest and Awaken, listeners. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's been a minute, but we're back. It has, yeah. Um, I am, to our listeners, I'm still struggling with illness or asthma or whatever it is, so I'm going to be coughing and... Uh, I appreciate everybody's uh, grace and patience for me coughing in your ear. So to be human. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had a great idea for what we're chatting about today. Yeah. I'm just in a really reflective period. Um, you know, just we were chatting a little bit before we started recording about like the energy of December and um, I feel like we, we probably approach December differently at this point, which like for me, December is like a time of things get easier with like the end of the semester and and like all of the busyness of the fall that had me overcommitted starts to fall away. Um, and like the holidays are kind of like a eh thing to me at this point. Um, we celebrate Christmas and Kwanzaa, but um, uh, maybe it's the age that my kids are at. Like they're not in the like sure. the spirit of the season kind of stage. They're teenagers who just want what they want. And and it's not even that much fun to shop for them. Um, so, and it's not a time where we get together with a lot of family. So it just okay. feels like a really quiet, mm-hmm. which I love. Like it's not a sad kind of thing. It's just oh. like, a, just like, oh, I get all this time off. This is great. Like, what am I going to read? I'm gonna get a massage like I'm like planning for that winter break at the end of December so I'm excited that yours sounds so different yeah it is but um but you know it's not stressful anymore um now that I think the the bulk of my stress in December was around and November for that matter was about like planning for the holidays and like making Christmas magical for young children. And um, and that's a lot of labor, right? Most of which is, you know, um, invisible. And so the fact that Nick for the last couple of years has really been such a partner with me Mm -hmm. um, in it, which is, you know, lovely to say out loud and reflect on means that this time of year is mostly joy, um, you know, more joy than usual. It's more family time than usual. It's, it is more activities than usual, but it's activities of our choosing that we decide as a family every year, you know, this is what we've done in years past. What do we want to do this year? And I love that it's evolving. My kids are kind of in that sweet spot, you know, where they're like, not like little and kind of a pain in the ass. But they're also not teenagers yet. And so they still love these things and love spending time with us. And I recognize this is a very brief season that we're in. Um, And so just really soaking that up. Um, 
And we too have changed. I don't know if this is a departure for you in terms of not seeing family, but um, COVID has really given us the opportunity to reimagine what uh, what Christmas looks like for us. Um, and so we've changed a bunch of stuff up and it's so lovely now. Um, we're not rushing and trying to like meet family member expectations about what kind of time we should be spending and when and da da da. So um, yeah, it's more joy, it's more joyful and more restful um, than it's been prior to 2020. <laughs> um, so it's really good. So good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's I don't it's not COVID related. I think it's um, you know, over the years, more and more of my family and my spouse's family has just moved farther away. And so we haven't made it a ritual to go visit them. And so it's just our little family of four. Um, mm -hmm. you know, like we can like potentially get together with extended family, but I don't know, the last couple of years, I have not, I'm the, I'm usually the initiator and organizer in my family. And if I don't have that drive, which I don't, then it doesn't happen. Um, even Kwanzaa, you know, we started doing Kwanzaa when our kids were little, maybe like, I don't know, 12 years ago, 10 years ago, uh, just as like, we wanted it to be like, what's something like non-capitalistic, non-traditional that neither of our families did that we can make our own. And that was really lovely for a lot of years. Like every day is like a different idea and um, and it got us to spend quality time with each other during that traditional week between Christmas and New Year's. And so now um, we still do stuff. It's just not the same. Like we always go away for two days um, as like, a, let's break our, you know, screen time and like go do something quality time together. And like, we still do like, a, I'm big on like New Year's intentions. Mm -hmm. So like we have this tradition of, um, um, we like, it's, I guess it's like a variation of a vision board where like we do like, we spend New Year's Eve for a little bit of like drawing that out or mapping that out for the next year. And we, we review the one we did the year before. So I like when I, when I open the Kwanzaa box, I can see my kids and mine and my spouse's like all of our papers for the last several years, which is like really cool to see, like it's intentions, right? It's like, what are you like non-attaching to, but you'd like to spend some energy in? So like, I really look forward to that, but I think all of the bells and whistles, uh, even like the Christmas music that I hear on the radio, it's like too soon for me. Like I just... I just can't. I just can't. Um, and I think with everything going on in the world, I'm just like, um, there's like heartache and grief and rage all wrapped up into that stuff too. Um, so, but I love that I have permission to do what I want and that my spouse who loves like Christmas, like he gets to drive the decorating and the Christmas tree getting and all of that stuff and like it's I love that like he loves it so much that he's willing to drive that yeah because if it was up to me there would be nothing but my black Santa which stays there all year long away yes I got oh it God, I love that I got it a year or two ago like at CBS and it sits right outside my home office and um I'm like I want this Christmas spirit of black Santa all year long 
Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that so much. Uh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And and I love that for you, right? That you've got, that you feel you've given yourself permission to adjust as necessary, regardless of the time of year, right? But I think that's especially important to remember um, around, you know, events that are so steeped in societal expectations and culture, whatever, um, that we get off that train for a moment and like decide what's best for us. Um, that is just, that's so freeing. Um, and that, but, but also, and of course I know you, so I know this, but I love that it also, your husband gets to do whatever that looks like for him and you get to do whatever that looks like for you. Um, yeah, that just has like liberation all over it, which is beautiful. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's what I wish for everybody that they get to do what feeds their spirit. Right. Like I, I just remember being a young parent trying to do all the things and it was exhausting. So Um, there was joy in it, but it was also really exhausting. And, you know, I think about like my dad who was never really into Christmas. um, And I didn't really get it when I was a kid because I was just like, this is amazing. Like, how come you don't like participate in this? Um, and like, now I get it. Like, I can't imagine doing that when my kids were little, but I get it now. Like, it's not for everyone, right? Oh. And that for, for some people, this time of year is incredibly hard and incredibly sad. And I remember that first Christmas without my mom, which I guess was like 2017. Um, and I, I bawled and I was shocked that I bawled. But it was, and it was just like this, this grief, the sadness that I didn't even realize was there. Cause like, it wasn't like we did a lot of things as an adult, but like, I was just like, wow, like there's, you never know what's, what's stored inside of there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, it's, I, I resonate with that a lot. Um, there is a family member of mine um, who is really caught up, um, in addiction right now. And so this will be, so I've ended my relationship with, with them, um, uh, in, in the hopes of protecting my kids, uh, from, you know, what, what I fear will be an early death for them. Um, and so this will be, Ooh, yeah, this will be our first, our first Christmas, uh, with our family altered in this way and so yeah it's a it's a complicated time right yeah and um complicated for so many reasons and i i appreciate you even bringing up christmas as it relates to everything going on in the world um and i can think about that on a macro level and i can also think about really specific things about christmas in terms of uh, Christianity and colonization, all these things, right? And so I I appreciate that that perspective, right? That I can hold the joy um, that I truly am feeling most days. Um, but it's an important reminder to make room for the other things too, because it's there's a lot there and it can be complicated for so many reasons. Um, so that's something that I'm going to continue to 
so sit with and very intentionally like try to make room for like there is joy but what else is there yeah yeah I'm thinking of like some social media post I saw that talked about like like between like the beginning of November and like the end of December or beginning of January there's like 20 something religious holidays something like that and and thinking about the world we live in where there's no way that 20 something holidays are highlighted right to the beginning of November and the beginning of January Absolutely. and like you know I, I'm like thinking um tenderly of like um Jewish people and Hanukkah coming up at the end of the week and just like what does it mean like in this time period with everything happening in the Middle East that I just think of just like so many different holidays and yeah and ways in which people are suffering like privately publicly um and like how do we hold space for all of that all of that pain but also all the joy that is also also there as well exactly exactly just like a powerful reminder of of multiple truths um but I think it's so it's so easy to get caught up in in a in a dominant emotion that it's a it's it's such a good reminder for me um to to get curious and make room for what else might be there um that is not the overriding thing but but still deserves some time and attention and curiosity and love you know so um that's yeah that's just a really it's a great reminder yeah um, but go ahead I would just say like part of the beauty of not getting together with a lot of families I don't have to watch my words right like I just feel like how many people I've like heard who you know gather with family and they have different beliefs about different topics and so like what are I've been thinking a lot of like what are the words that are so charged for society that makes it just like really hard to see our shared humanity and like that your pain is my pain, even though we're not having the same experience. And um, I guess that's my holiday wish is that we could mm. see more of the ways we are, we are bound to each other in some way. I love that. Yeah, that's a, it's a great wish. Uh, holidays and every day. Um, and, and kind of goes into what I was about to ask you. I'm I would love to hear more about, I love New Year intention setting as well. Um, I, for the last several years now, I've actually gotten together with a group of local women. Um, it started in the pandemic. We, we sat in somebody's like driveway and like their alley around a fire in January of, you know, of 2021, um, talking about intentions and it's a beaut it's like a beautiful thing. And I love the idea of bringing my kids into that, um, and offering them an invitation to be mindful in that way. I'm curious how you started that or how you explain that to your kids or how they yeah. respond. I would just love to hear more. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think like how long we've been doing it. I want to say like maybe five years. So they're 14 and 16 now. So they were probably like nine and 11. Um, my kids exact ages so yeah so and it's fun it's fun to like go it's fun to see them see them themselves younger ages right when it was like all about the video games right and like you know they wanted to play more video games or whatever <laughs> and um or acquire legos or whatever it was so it's like fun and 
because we don't then look at it again until then like exactly a year later right. so it's really a non-attachment because you like might not even remember right. what you what you said so I love this idea of like re- reflecting on the year and you know I've been doing a lot of that just thinking about I was in such a different place a year ago yeah. and um and and all of the like when we think about like awakening, like sometimes when you awaken, it is awakening to sadness and loneliness and confusion, which is where I was a year ago. Yeah. And um, and like then what what are the moves that I need to make? Where do I need to put energy to shift that energy? And um, and so I love that we can talk about that with our kids mm-hmm. and like that hopefully that we're planting a seed about reflection and like planning in a very loose way, yeah. not in a, let's accomplish all these goals. Resolutions. Right. Yeah. But more like, you know, wherever you are in this moment, what do you think? Where do you want to go? Uh, what do you want to do? Where, who do you want to be with? Um, and I think that that's really cool. And that's kind of the way like we described it. Um, and I love that it's not, it's not graded right? It's right. whatever it is, right? Like, so some of some members of my family are really great artists. So like they draw pictures or paint or whatever. And it's like, it's delightful to watch and see. Um, and it helps us support each other in mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, that's exactly where my, my head was at. Again, it's this middle ground. It's like, all we hear about are New Year's resolutions, which can be toxic and we know don't work and whatever but you're not talking about the total opposite either where there's, there's no intention setting or no reflection. Mm -hmm. So it's this nice middle ground of like, we can be in the moment and reflect and then support one another and provide accountability if that's what one desires, Mm -hmm. but they don't have to go hand in hand and each person gets to decide what they're uniquely looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really about that, that self-reflection and being and when we're self-reflecting, we're being mindful and like, it's, it's a moment of being awake, of being meta. And so it's, it's indirectly helping them practice this, this cool thing that we know is, is so good for everybody. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I think that's part of why I like the second half of December, beginning of January is like, it's really a restful time for me. Like really like, you know, whether it's like winter solstice kind of energy, getting ready to hibernate. Um, But I just love um, spending time with myself. Like I remember when I was a kid, you know, my mom's birthday was December 30th, which is why New Year's intention, New Year's was always like a big deal. And my birthday is like two weeks after that. And so like, there's something about like the beginning of a new cycle around the sun Mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff and um she used to always make sure that our like house was clean before the new year came um and like while I don't say that I do that <laughs> per se um there is something about cleaning away what I don't need to bring into 2024 there I'm sorry I missed it because you're cough there's something about something not about even... cleaning away what yes. I don't need to bring into 2024 I love that Right. It's a very natural. And for me, fall is this too. So between fall and like the start of the new year, 
it is a time um, where it's just like even nature is telling us like it's time to release. It's mm-hmm. time to rest. It's time to go to bed earlier because it's darker. Um, and I love all of that energy about what is it time to release and what is it what is it time to to claim or at least set an intention to claim. Um, yeah, I, I love this time of year as well for all of those reasons. That's and it's so cool that your mom's birthday and your birthday kind of line up. That's mm-hmm. um, or at this time of year too. That's very. Right. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a good energy working in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool. I think I want to do that. I would love to do that with my family. So you guys each do your own or do you also do like a yep. family one? Nope, we each do our own. And then like, we'll like show, we'll remind people, we'll show what we did last year and just like, just like observe how, how much it was true. And then we share what our our new one is and we usually do it listening um not listening but like in that day we usually will listen to like the top songs of the year mm. um and so which is lovely to do with my kids because I am so out of touch <laughs> with like popular music um so I might have heard the song but I have no idea who the artist is so it's just neat to kind of hear that and it feels like taking stuff from childhood because I always remember listening to like the top 40 list or top 100 list yeah. oh, yeah. before the new year so love old case <laughs> yes old traditions with new traditions it's kind of lovely oh I love that that's so cool yeah I, I would love to do that with my family um and and now that I think about it I actually do it in a lot of areas of my life because I have a conversation like that with Nick I usually have a conversation like that with some um, other female entrepreneurs that I, I make it a point to see once a month um, with some local friends. So it's, it does, it makes sense to, to do that with my kiddos and they're, they're at this fun age where um, they can think about it and there, there will be Legos and, you know, Fortnite um, and slime, you know, I'm sure, <laughs> but, but oh, I, yeah, all those but, things. Yeah. All of them. Um, but you're right. I think that'll be fun. And I also to see as they move out of those phases, but I think it, they are probably at an age where they can reflect on, on the bigger stuff and, um, and it, yeah, it's an opportunity to kind of hear where their heads are, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fun. Yeah. I'm definitely going to do that. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my brain is uh, not in tip top uh, shape uh, when I don't have as much oxygen. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'll share my joy, which is I am reading fiction, which like uh, my goal for this year was to read um, at least 50 books or read or listen to at least 50 books. And I hit that goal. And, um, and I could count on one hand, how many of those books were fiction. And, um, and so part of my rest is reading fiction. And um, for a lot of this year, it felt like I couldn't give myself that permission, or it was agitating. Yeah. And so I appreciate that this month has brought an ease that I was missing for a good chunk of the fall. And so yeah, the fact that I'm like looking forward to like reading this book, like I'm, I'm enjoying it. I feel like I sp- I've been reading so much anti-racism, so much sure. stuff about Palestine and Israel 
and like so much about whatever else and um it's all heavy and all necessary and yet yeah balance not restful yeah balance in all things yeah absolutely nice can I ask what you're reading uh it's called anxious people okay oh and it. It was, yeah it was like a bunch of people who get held hostage uh but it's like they have strange connections to each other so yeah yeah that's a great book I don't remember when I read that but it's a really it's a good one yeah I like what are you what are you doing what are you doing to take care of yourself these days so balance is also uh feeling big for me um I I realized that I maybe leaned a little too hard in the joy direction and like um, crafting. I was like, I need to figure out a way to be creative that does not involve business ventures, that does oh, not yeah. involve money, yeah. right? Because it was this uh, recent awareness, probably in the last like year, year and a half, where I was like, anytime I'm feeling restless with creative energy, I do something with my business. And it's like, <laughs> this is not, there's a place for that. But like, I also right. need a place where it's, it is not about money. It's just about me. Right. Um. <clears throat> so I've been um, crafting, which is something I did as a kid. So it's felt really great to bring back that like childhood interest. And so I did crafts for the fall and for Halloween and now for winter and Christmas. Um, and it's been really fun, but it's been an interesting thing to notice is that I think my neurodivergence and like my my hyper focus, it's hard for me to do anything in like a, a, a truly leisurely way. Mm. And, it, and it becomes like, got to get this done or I've got this on my, you know, whatever. So um, I feel like I've neglected my body a little bit um and then and then stress made me like <laughs> craft more to take care of myself but I think it also meant that I neglected my body more mm. um and so while it's not necessarily joyful to make doctor's appointments and get tested for asthma and whatever I'm I'm feeling the need for certainly more balance in how I'm using downtime um yeah and so that's that's the a thing that I'm like focusing on for the next few weeks is like just trying to to truly slow it down um and kind of like there's there's a time a place a season for everything and like right now my body is screaming at me um I should answer the call mm -hmm. uh and so balance is has been it's like, it's not that what I was doing was bad. It's just, it's that there's not enough balance in my, in my free time. And I need to be using my free time to take better care of my body. Um, so that is like the big thing for me right now. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a stage <laughs> where I'm like, I need to find new hobbies because once upon a time I used to have hobbies and now I have hobbies, but they feel too serious. Like they feel too connected to my work life yep, 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 and yep, yep. um like for years yoga was like a hobby and then I became a yoga teacher and so yeah. then that became something different and um and I feel like I've done a lot of volunteering but I don't see that as a hobby 
right? right. Like I feel like right. it gives me meaning and purpose and it feels good to give back. And so um, and I was like, okay, so what can I do that's like low pressure, but uh, it's something. And so my sibling and I have signed up to take a American Sign Language class in the, in the winter um and so I'm excited to just learn something new and it's unrelated to anything else it's just I have an interest um and so I'm gonna start with that and see what else I can build into my leisure life I love that yeah and it's and it's just for you it's not yeah. from any like pressure or like I no. ought that's nope. yeah yeah because I would love to learn like I would love to relearn French but if yes. I were to take a French class which I did at the beginning of the pandemic there would be pressure can I become fluent again like can I talk to family members and I was like I just need something that is uh there's nobody I'm trying to talk to right. there's nothing work related about it right um, yeah it's not like productive in the way that right. you to think about productivity and yeah absolutely yeah that's awesome um yeah that's that's so great and I need I think I think what I have been battling with when I'm when I'm doing something that's a hobby it's for leisure it's not productive in any way um I think the internal battle is like, there's always something that feels like more worthy. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many things that need to be done in the world, in my life, uh, that I wrestle with some, some guilt. I, it's been very interesting to have now carved out more time. It's been interesting. My own reactions. It's been interesting. Other people's reactions telling me what I should be doing, uh, in my downtime, um, but I think it's it's one of the ways that I have been able to manage stress better mm -hmm. and allow me to continue with not just like family and work stuff, but also advocacy and activism is again that 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 balance of like I need to I need to pour into me, period. Mm -hmm. Not so that I can pour into others. Like I have worth and it's worthy to pour into me just because I'm a human who needs that. And that is part of what allows me to con continue on doing the things that need to be done for my family, for my business, for the world. Mm -hmm. And so I'm constantly battling that though. Um, and constantly having to deconstruct the idea of rest or leisure and that in, I, and that I do have privilege in that way. And yet rest is also fundamentally should not be a privilege, right? That like mm -hmm. it's birthright. So mm -hmm. Yeah, thinking a lot about about all that as I experiment with with leisure and rest and joy. Yeah, yeah, I find I found that earlier this year I had to really like do a lot of self talk because there was there was like this critical voice inside of me that said, "What is wrong with you that you can't uh -huh. rest, right? Or you can't have a traditional hobby, right? Like remember when you used to knit? Remember when you used to?" go to yoga classes remember like I had like all this like critique of myself and it was like well in this season I'm so amped up I'm so like whatever um that I can't right and it's like and I appreciated like reading someone who said like well my rest is like doing something active right like and yeah. to think like rest can be 
a lot of different things to a lot of different people, right? Mm -hmm. Like for some people, that is something that is very chill. And for other people, it's something that's very activating and all of that, you know, there's room for all of that. And mm -hmm. so like how not to judge myself because in that season I couldn't, and maybe I could just listen that there's a wisdom to that and like trusting myself that it would happen naturally. Like it took till December for me to get to a place where I was like, yeah, I can, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I like the idea of how it can be flexible, flexible and in different seasons, it can look like different things. Um, have you read uh, Michelle Obama's book, The Lake That We Carry? Mm -hmm. Do you remember when she talks about knitting and how yeah. when life becomes overwhelming, um, she just, she goes back to knitting and it's like, this is the one thing that I have. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I like, it's been so fun doing all these like decorations and crafts and whatever, but it's also, maybe this is an intention for 2024. It's, it's also shown me that if there, anything that is outcome driven, even if it's for leisure, like, or pleasure or joy, creativity, if it is outcome driven, I, I am going to turn it into something that is not inherently mm -hmm. about rest and refueling and, and reading Michelle's notes about those times, it was, it was a reminder that like, maybe I should experiment with things where there's not necessarily an outcome where I can like, just keep my hands busy as a way to center or ground or whatever. Um, yeah. So, but it's fun to be able to like experiment and play. And it's important yeah. that I think that yeah. like we experiment and play with these things as a way to pour back into us, especially, especially when life and the world is really, really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised where like, I think it was in October, I had this like staff get together at my house and um, we were like doing pumpkin painting. It wasn't my idea. It was like a staff idea. I supported it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for pumpkin painting, but I'll get like a Halloween coloring book. Oh, and cool. so like we ended up like chatting and eating and whatever. And I colored during the entire time. And I was like, I haven't colored in years. And like, I could see why some people like the meditative coloring because there was something so soothing about it. Mm -hmm. So, so soothing about it. And that kind of focus was like really lovely. Cause I feel like I too get really focused about stuff. Yeah. And um, I think because I do so much anti-racism, anti-oppression stuff, I always want to be digesting content mm -hmm. to make myself more literate, more agile, more um, speaking from a place of like knowledge, but then that can like become all that I take in. That's right. And, and so how do I unplug so that I can plug back in, not yeah. unplug so that I distract and like give up, but like, but that I'm refueled enough to like make this a marathon. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was about to say, that this, uh, all this stuff is a marathon. And so it's like, if we're not intentionally, mindfully, deliberately taking certain breaks, um, I'm not even sure it's a, it's a break. It's almost just like, it's part, it's part of how we engage in the work um, is by pouring into ourselves. Um, and there's just, there's just no way around that. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, and I'm always more creative when I take a break 
right? Like when I, un, when I build in rest, when I unplug, when I build in time to, to design, like, um, and by design, I mean, like thinking about what I want to do without yeah. necessarily having to come out of that session with a product, right? Like it get it, like something gets activated in my brain. Like when I'm in survival mode, I can't access that part. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking about, um, Trisha Hersey and, and rest as resistance. Right. And I'm thinking about this idea of, right. Like that it's both right. That like we can rest just because that's required and we have that birthright. Um, and it is, it is also helpful in terms of like getting back in the world or our work or whatever, or whatever that looks like that it can be, it can be both. And if we can challenge this notion that it's just, to get plugged back in, but that it can be both, um, that that's, that sounds like mm -hmm. a lovely, a lovely intention to hold when we're, when we are pouring into ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I've been really appreciating doing longer meditations and like mm. doing some virtual retreats just as a way to come back into community of people who also value, like, you know, Eastern traditions and wisdom and just silence as a way to um, heal, but also to connect to something bigger. Yes. Oh gosh. Maybe we could talk about that at some point, this connection to something bigger and all the different things mm -hmm. that could mean, because I have just found that like, I can't, I can't imagine doing I can't imagine being a human, quite frankly, at this point, let alone doing collective liberation work as a human without being plugged into a sense of something bigger. And whether that's like actual like people and um, or spaces or something more spiritual, I just that has become so important to me. And I'm hearing that it's it's essential for you, too. Yeah, um, absolutely. But maybe we could deconstruct that at some point. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's a whole episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. And like, I can already like feel the the possible reactions about getting connected to something bigger. And um, yeah. Did I cut sounds you off? Good. No, no, sounds good. We got, we got a topic for next time. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds great. Um, are we, Am I, are we going to see each other before? I, I was, think we're... Uh, I think we're scheduled in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that'll be cool. interesting to see where some of this stuff lands then. Yeah, sounds good. It's so cool. good to see you. Always good great to, to see chat. you as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for our listeners, um, what do I normally say? Like, subscribe, share. Yeah, um, check us out on all, all places that you listen to podcasts. Rest and Awaken. Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much. Right. Take care. Bye. Bye.